0: Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffitt, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars. So we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession and in a healthy way. And today I have somebody who's going to get pretty darn specific with us and give us some really healthy ways to take care of ourselves. And um, to she's got some tics, trips, <laughs> tricks and tips up her sleeve. And this is Brenda Winkle, who has been a music teacher for 26 years. Now she's also an educator, a healer, and a guide. And she comes to us from the Portland area. Welcome to Band Director Boot Camp, Brenda.
1: Thank you for having me, Leslie. I'm so excited to be with you today.
0: Well we have a lot in common. We could talk about our topic all day. I'm going to keep us, to keep us on track here, but I'm super excited to talk about this today. Um, but before we dive into it, let's just talk a little bit about what led you into becoming a music teacher.
1: I was raised by two band directors. And so it was kind of a de facto profession. I never even questioned that I would do something different, except I did put a little plot twist on it at, at the end and I became a choir director. And the dark side. <laughs> the dark side, that's what they thought. Um, it took them a few years to get over that. But I actually trained as an instrumental music major and prepared to go out and teach band and actually taught band for one year. and then it was an assistant band director for one year in addition to the the 26 years as a choral music educator. So so, it, so you didn't
0: need stress management then cuz you were a choir teacher there's no stress <laughs> in <during> that <laughs> right
1: exactly that's what i've heard that's what
0: they yeah. tell me awesome but if you did have stress now you're going to you would have a tool here so so um, you guys are going to want to stay tuned today cuz she's going to talk about a 1 minute secret that was a game changer for her and can mm-hmm. be for you too mm-hmm. and then talk about some actual tools that you can use to help with stress management in the unlikely event that you're ever stressed while teaching or trying to ba- balance all the things we have to balance. So if you've got it all figured out, go ahead and press pause and go do something else. But um, if you ever stressed out or or need some ways, some, some tools to help you through some uh, challenges, stay tuned and let's hear what Brenda's got to say. So Brenda, um, talk to us a little bit about what your life was like, what was going on and why and how you came about discovering that you should, you had some cool thing you could be doing?
1: Well, I am currently a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. And so I got trained doing what I was doing in the classroom. And I came about it because I went through a very stressful divorce, was a single mom, teaching full-time and had back-to-back classes. And then my sister gifted me with a class set to a yoga studio. And I noticed that in the yoga classes, when I was breathing, I felt better. And I didn't have a lot of tools in my toolkit to draw on, but I knew that if something made me feel better in yoga class, it would probably work in the classroom too. So out of sheer desperation... I started implementing some of the breathwork techniques I was learning in yoga into my classes when I would find myself at a point where I could hardly think because of the stress in my own body. And what I recognized, again, almost by accident, was that when I was taking a moment to breathe, my students were co-regulating with me and they were copying and modeling my breathing behavior and I wasn't having to say anything. Not only did I feel better, I was calmer, but their behaviors completely improved. Their affect improved and they felt better. And it was like my job just became easier all because we breathed.
0: Well, it's all physiological. Yes. Right. I mean, it's not like we're making this up. There's something that physiologically happens. Our hormones change when we slow our breath down, when we get that heart rate under control, Mm -hmm. the cortisol levels reduce. Uh, we start, yeah, we can't even access learning when all of that is going on. You know, it's like a snow globe shaken up and we, we try all these fancy things, people go on, I was on tons of medication to help Mm -hmm. me focus and do things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, we have a very similar background here in that discovery of, of that breath, which I didn't think I had time to sit down and be still. That was super, super hard. Right. Um, Uh, but, but that breath, you're right. It makes you start to feel better Mm -hmm. and feel calmer. Um, And I've, I've done the breath with my students. I do a more formalized version of it, but again, out of desperation, right? I was, I had to go off medications because of the side effects. And then it was the ADD meds. And it was like, how am I going to focus? And so I said to my students, I have to relax or I have to refocus in between right. classes because I can't handle 60 of you at a time every hour on now we coming in with a new batch of instruments. And, and so I said, can you do this with me? Cause I can't just leave you alone. And they, we all began doing it. And I, just like you, Brenda, it was this unexpected, like, wait, what's happening. And mm-hmm. I, I talked about it very much from a musical standpoint to the, the heart rate is our metronome. So we would do biometrics and I would have the kids take their heart rate before and after, and yeah. they could compare. So they could really see a lot of how this is tied to music. Um, I remember, I remember we had a horrible incident happen that involved death. I mean, and one of our students and, and the whole bit, we got that emergency faculty meeting before school. Nobody mm-hmm. wants that. Mm-hmm. And I go into my first period class and one of the students was involved. I mean, it was, it was not a good situation. And I walked in cause you know how teachers are, they're like, Oh, here's some really awful news. Now go on with your day. And now I'm faced with 60 kids who all knew this student who had been impacted by this. And I can't say anything, of course, because we have to keep all that. But the kids had been on social media and knew something was up. And I said to them, I I can't talk right now. I need to breathe, breathe with me. Mm -hmm. And we started the breath work. And nobody ever spoke up during that, except this time. DJ's like, what's that sound? And you could hear this boom, 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 boom in the room. And it took me a Mm -hmm. second. And I said to the kids, finally, I wore a lapel mic. When I, talk, like, when I teach, I wear a lapel mic, it was picking up my heart rate, which was because it was just pounding, and that was coming through the stereo speakers. And I said to the kids, when I realized, I said, That's my heart beating. That's how my body is responding to stress right now. Mm-hmm. And w- as we did our breath together, you heard the deceleration and softening, and pretty soon my heart rate got back to normal and was no longer audible but that was such a powerful moment when we all i mean i was modeling by accident here's what's happening in our bodies and then they really understood they're like oh man so yeah so tell us more about um what when did this happen in your career what do you think life would have been like if you hadn't done this
1: Well, um, I just became a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator in April of 2023, and so I left the classroom in August of 2022 in order to get my training, and I did it because I moved states. I moved from Idaho to Oregon, and I... I don't know why I thought this, but I thought that the problems that the students were facing would be different and they weren't. And the pandemic laid bare all of the inequities that we have in our families for our kids. And one of those areas of real challenge is kids and parents are in distress and they still are and they needed support they needed help and i was teaching breath work in the classroom without really knowing anything about the science behind it or the techniques or the breath patterns or or any of the ways to actually really make an impact just with my own intuition and helping kids and then the parents would come in and they would talk to me and they would want to know about the breath i was teaching to their children because it it was being taught to them at home. And so I realized I need to do more of this. I need to really dig in and I can help more people on this side of the classroom teaching breathwork outside of schools so that it can go back in the schools than I could teaching my own students. And so for me, And what I've noticed in the students that I work with is when we can come back into the body and we can calm ourselves by lengthening, lengthening the exhales. And there's tons of science to back this. When we lengthen the exhales, we can lower our blood pressure. We can lower our heart rate. We can even change the pH of our blood into a more neutral pH just with the breath. And, um, so that's, you know, something that we can all do. So if you've got an escalated behavior, whether it's your own heartbeat, because you're responding to stress and trauma, or you've got a 14 year old who is, has, you know, hormones flowing through the body and they're anxious and they're doing the 14 year old things. We can, we can use the same breath for both bodies and we can have a positive impact. And so one that we could try right now, just to see how it feels in the body is something called the halo active, which is in through the nose and out through the mouth. And if everything's feeling kind of balanced, we can make it a circle. And if we're feeling highly anxious, we can put the emphasis on the exhale and make the exhale long. It's a great way to have kids internalize beat and count. You can do an inhale of two, an exhale of four if you want to lengthen the exhales. Mm -hmm. And that internalized beat is something that kids, even as young as fourth grade, can do and do successfully and do really well.
0: Uh, Yeah, I love that. And yeah, using the same breath, but depending on like the longer exhale, has it just a different little bit of touch. Mm-hmm. So before we come back with the, to the final question, I just want to take a moment to um, mention to all you listeners how you can put some of these practices we've been talking about on our episodes into practice in your own life. Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90 day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at bandirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15 minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you. Get you signed up and embark on this wellness journey together because together we rise. All right, we are back again with Brenda Winkle. And Brenda, for the last bit here, a um, little different than I normally do with people because you, I want you to um, give us a little something different. And could you teach us, like you just briefly touched on a, a, the circular or halo breath pattern, you called it. Um, could you teach us um, an, another one or two patterns and what they might be used for in a time of stress maybe or um, nerves like backstage kind mm-hmm. of thing. Maybe give us a couple of specific breath Patterns because we could teach these to our students.
1: Absolutely, and I even have a handout that I I can give to your listeners that has a list of breath patterns that you can use in school. What age groups you can use them with, um, for recommendations, and then some different visualizations you can use for kids. So I'll be sure put that in the show notes. Excellent, thank you. So we're going to do two of them. The first one is called the square breath, and the square breath is going to be an equal inhale, a hold and exhale and hold. And so you can visualize making a square going up and over and down and over. And I recommend a count of four. So inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four and hold for four. And it's a great place to get centered, to reduce anxiety and to just calm. Do you want to try it? Yeah. And are you, do you have people exhale through the nose or mouth? You know, on this one it could go either way. I think that it'll be very intuitive for most people. I find that there's a lot of people when they breathe the square breath, they breathe through the nose. So they're breathing the inhales and the exhales through the nose. Um and that generally is more calming. When we were doing the halo active one before, in through the nose, out through the mouth. That's with the intent to release the anxiety. So with this one with the intent to calm, just using the nose would be really good.
0: All right, so listeners, if you're driving right now, this would don't yeah don't right don't
1: breathe don't do breath work and drive. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just do three, okay? So we'll start we'll start with the count here, and we'll inhale for four, three, two, one. Hold for four, three, two, one. Exhale four, three, two, one. Hold four. Three, two, two more. Inhale and hold, exhale, and hold. Last one, inhale, and hold, exhale, and hold. So that's a square breath. We did three rounds of it. And do you notice it in your body?
0: Oh yeah. I do. I love doing that with my students when I use one of those expanding ball Ooh, things to, sh- to middle schoolers, you know, they need mm-hmm. the visual sometimes and, yeah. and the box breath works really well with that, but I love that one. Yeah. It's just like,
1: <sighs> I love that one too. And so that one you can also do very quietly behind stage before the curtains open, you know, if you've got the performance, mm-hmm. um, energy going and then the next one um, that would be a really useful one especially if you've got kids and they're they're escalated let's say there was a fight at the lunchroom and they're coming into your classroom and they're they're bringing that energy in with them this is called a candle breath and so you're just gonna have them inhale quickly and then X so it's all through the mouth inhale quickly through the mouth and then an exhale long through the mouth as though they're blowing out a candle oh So like this. Maybe to a count of eight, if they can do it, depending on their breath support, right? So the big one one count inhale. It's a great way to teach breath support and also to to have that calming effect of the long exhale.
0: And that carries over into our when we're singing and playing our instruments, the quick inhale and the extended exhale. So these are all so intertwined. And and you know, when you practice these techniques, the breathing techniques, just like when you practice scales and tone with kids, those become habits. So when you need them, like when there is a fight or something like that, it only takes a breath or two for your kids to get centered instead of never having done it. Now let's try it for the first time. Right.
1: Exactly. So and I, I do recommend not scale like you do doing- any Yeah. And I was just going to piggyback on what you were saying, which is teach it at a time when they're not escalated. Teach it so that it can become a tool. If you try to use it as a Band-Aid, it's not quite as effective. It'll work, but it's not quite as effective.
0: And on that line, for us as teachers, too, as humans, we need to practice it so that we have it in our toolbox, (laughs) When I get flustered on those rare occasions, <clears throat> um, <laughs> I find that I can, within one or two breaths, completely calm down because I practice it so much outside yeah. of a stressful level. I can do it now in a heartbeat. So, Brenda, this was just fantastic to have you as our guest today. I really appreciate you being here and giving us specific tools that we can take out of here personally and professionally. And I wanna thank all of you from the Tibet Director Boot Camp for all you do to make a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education every single day the work you do matters and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to make your life a little easier.